I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow Podcast, Episode 38, The Dig Part 1, Beliefs Are Not Facts. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow Podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. It is officially 2021. And I've kind of wrestled back and forth what I wanted to share with you to jumpstart the new year. And what I realized is what I'm doing for the new year is what I always do. Like a digit change isn't going to change unless I'm changing the way I start each day, my intentions, the way I think. And so what I decided to do was do a three-part series around the dig. And I want this to be really interactive. I want you to grab a pencil and paper. If you want to download a copy of the dig, you can do so at my website, www.thedigmodel.com, or you can check it out on my Instagram, Jennifer Nielsen, all lowercase, same letters, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-N-I-E-L-S-O-N. But you don't need to do that in order to, to follow along. Because what I want to give you is practical tools to implement in your day-to-day life. And we're going to be talking specifically how you can change your everyday by changing the way you look at the events in your life, your beliefs, how you respond, and all of this plays into who you become. It's the daily, everyday steps that we're taking. And so... I'm not a big resolution person. I, every day, start my morning out setting an intention, and I'm always working on managing my thoughts and my beliefs. And that is why the dig is so important to me and why I'm so passionate about sharing it. So just as a reminder, the key principle of the dig is the power to choose. And so as you're listening along, just know that you being here and listening is the first step to choosing how to think and process your thoughts differently. And really, the greatest weapon we have against stress and chaos and suffering is our ability to choose one thought or belief over another. And I want to show you how to do this because so often we're told these great ideas and it just it sounds good, but we don't have the implementation. And that's really what the dig is. So I'm going to take you step by step through the process. And there are three main steps of the dig. There's the pick, the shovel, and the bucket. And today we're going to solely focus on the pick, which is identifying and selecting the beliefs. And this is where it's really important, again, to remind you that beliefs are not facts. And so if you'll pull out that paper or the copy of the dig that you downloaded, the first thing you want to do is look at an event in your life that is not working for you that's triggering you, that's poking at you, that's causing you stress, whatever that is, think about that event. And maybe don't worry about doing the process quite yet. Maybe just take notes. And at the end of the podcast, I want you to really sit down and take the time to do this process. That will be your assignment for the week. But as we're you know, going through this, I want to have you kind of start thinking of ideas and things so that you'll be ready to do that. And I, of course, will be giving you examples. 
So the idea with picking uh, the event is understanding that it's not the event that causes most most of the chaos and suffering in our lives. It's what we believe about it. Because again, thoughts, beliefs, and feelings are not facts. They are just simply interpretations, emotions, and feelings are feedback. There is a space between the feeling of an emotion and then the thoughts that follow. And then there's also space between those thoughts and beliefs and then the actions or words that follow. It's in learning how to change the way we respond and to catch ourselves in those beliefs that will help us to respond differently, therefore getting us closer to the desired outcomes that we want. So the first step, again, is picking an event. And it's really, really important that you look at the event in the most neutral way possible. Without judgment, without, you know, our own story intertwined into it. It's just the facts. It's the truth. And I've talked about neutrality before, but I'm going to just go over it really quickly for you because I think it's really an important concept that we, if we don't really understand, it won't give us the full impact as to what we're doing here today. And I, I like to use the example of water. And if you consider water in and of itself, it's neutral. But water can be perceived as beautiful and tranquil. You think about lakes and oceans, waterfalls, bathtubs, and swimming pools. But water can also have a negative connotation. Think about floods, natural disasters like landslides and tsunamis, all of that, as well as mold and drownings. And so when you think about water, it can really have two different meanings and which one is right and which one is wrong. Neither. It's just neutral. Water is water. So part of the dig, and this is a really deep dive on this process. I teach a whole training to specialists where we spend hours and hours and hours just on this one piece of the dig. But I'm just trying to give you an overview so that you can take it home and apply it in your life at, at, this, at this level. So just understanding that water is neutral and so are the events in your life. I know sometimes you want to resist that and kick and scream because things are hard and they cause pain. And while they do cause pain, the level of suffering that we have is what we do have a choice over. So when you think about the event, we want to keep out the nevers, the shoulds, all of that out of the event. So for example, I have some, some um, examples of non-truth versus truth examples that I want to share with you. So for instance, your husband is late getting home from work and he misses dinner. What you might say is your event is, well, my husband is always late. Remember, we're supposed to keep the always out of there and just keep it to the facts. My husband doesn't come home before 6 p.m. That takes the emotion, the drama, the judgment, and the opinion out of it. It's just stating the facts. So non-truth versus truth, my friend ignored my text versus my friend didn't respond to my text. So you see the different tone between the two events and how it really does have a different um, effect when you look at it as you know blaming or just naming what is going on. My kids are lazy slobs. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. But instead, you would say, my kids sometimes leave their trash, dirty laundry, and toys out. You're stating the facts. My kids fight all the time versus my kids have disagreements. We're taking the drama and the energy out of the event. So non-truth versus truth could be my mom always criticizes me. 
versus my mom shares her opinions about me openly. A non-truth versus a truth could be, my sister is inconsiderate and selfish when she brings her kids over and lets them run around and destroy my house. Versus, my sister brings her kids to my house and does not monitor them. There's just a different edge. My boss doesn't appreciate me. Versus, my boss hasn't given me a raise. And my dad didn't want me versus my dad said he always wanted a boy. So as you're kind of thinking about some things that have happened to you this week, I want you to think about those events where it triggered those beliefs that turned into feelings and reactions. I want you to really think about that. And we're just going to pick, my kids sometimes leave their trash, dirty laundry, and toys out. And we're going to look at what would a belief be around that. Now, it's important when you're finding this limiting belief that it's the one that has like zinc or it has just that kind of that pain to it. And again, if you really understand that how you interpret it and define your reality around the event in your life is the difference between the pain, which is inevitable, and the suffering, which is optional. Because in the event... Oftentimes, there is pain that is unavoidable. Death, loss of a loved one, illness, um, COVID. There's a lot of different things that cause pain. And we can't remove the pain, but we can help you manage the suffering. And that's what you can do. And that's what the dig will help you to do. And so when you think about the belief around what the event is that you picked, This can involve your thoughts, your fears, stories, perceptions, judgments. A lot of times it has fear involved. It's just that suffering. So I want you to pick one belief. So going back to my kids, sometimes have disagreements. Again, we're keeping the event neutral. And oftentimes what moms say about that is, I'm a terrible mother. I've done something wrong. I'm not a good mom. And that's the belief that, that often follows my kids sometimes have disagreements. And so as you go through the whole process of the dig, I'll kind of help show you how when we have these limiting beliefs, how it actually creates the very outcomes that we don't want when we're in that limiting belief mindset. And so I want you to kind of think about when you're in that in that mindset, how does it make you feel when you have a limiting belief that's telling you I'm a bad mother? I'm letting my kids down. You can physically feel the weight and the heaviness of that. It feels sad. It feels overwhelming. It feels discouraging. It feels hopeless. And then how do you react when you're feeling all of those things? And often it's fight, flight, or freeze. And I want you to think about how you respond when you're feeling down on yourself. Do you retreat? Do you, do you go to your room? Do you shut the door? Do you disconnect from your kids? Do you yell at them because they're not listening and they're not paying attention and they're not, you know, doing what you've asked them to do? Or do you just freeze and just do nothing at all? Just take a minute and really think about how that impacts the way you're showing up for your kids when you're in that place of, I'm a terrible mom, I'm letting my kids down. It's hopeless. They're never going to get along. What's the point? And then the way you respond, which could be either, you know, fight, fight, or freeze. 
the outcome that you're actually getting is more disconnect from your kids. And really the greatest tool that we have with our kids is connection. It's just to connect with them at a heart level, no matter what they're doing. And that is typically the outcome that we want as, as parents. But when we're in that place of, I'm a terrible mom, I can't do anything right, it's hopeless, it leaves us in a place of a, a deficit rather than a, like hope and fulfilling and like half class full versus half class empty. And so it's really, really fascinating when you think about what we're generating in our lives. And so often we just assume or we have this, this, this belief that if we had a different event, if our kids would just behave and they would do everything right, then maybe I'd feel like a better mom. When in reality, it is very possible to feel like you're an okay mom even when your kids are having disagreements, even when they aren't doing what you want them to do. But that's up to you to change those beliefs and to manage those beliefs. And that's what this process can do. But today we're just going to focus, like I said, on the pick. But I want you to spend some time this week looking at the events in your life and what you believe about it, those thoughts, stories, judgments, the fears that you have around those events, and then look at how you feel, how you respond, and then what outcomes you're getting. So there's a few here I'm just going to go over really fast. And we talked about when my husband's always late, and we turned that to my husband doesn't come home before 6 p.m., a belief that, that could be connected to that is, if my husband loved me, he'd come home on time. The next one, my friend ignored my text versus my friend didn't respond to my text. And a, a belief around that is, I'm not worth her time. I'm not worthy of friendship. And then we talked about the kids and having the disagreements. And... Um, my mom always criticizes me, how we turn that over to my mom shares her opinions openly about me. And that feeling of I'm never good enough. That's maybe a belief that you might connect to that. And my sister brings her kids to my house and lets them run wild versus she just doesn't monitor them. People don't respect me. And my boss doesn't want, um, appreciate me versus my boss hasn't given me a raise. And a belief that we might have around that that's a limiting belief is I should work harder. I'm going to get fired. He doesn't appreciate me. And then my dad didn't want me versus my dad said he always wanted a boy. That limiting belief could be I'm not wanted. Now in all of these, there's so many different variations. One person could have one response to an event, while another person could have a completely different response to an event. So it just goes back to it's not the event. It's what we believe about it. It's what we say about it. So that's why it's so important that you understand how this works, that you do have choice over how you respond, even though we don't always have choice over what's happening to us. And that is powerful. And I'm not going to go over all the new beliefs because we're going to save that for the last part three, which is the bucket. But I will just kind of give you one just real quickly, just kind of give you an idea how we do this. But there's a whole process that we go through before we get to that third part. But a new belief around my husband doesn't come home before 6 p.m. And then the limiting belief was if my husband loved me, he'd come home on time. 
And a new belief could be, my husband is considerate and works hard for our family. I matter to him. And so this is just an opportunity for you in this new year 2021 where we know that things are out of our control more than ever. I mean, there's things that we absolutely have no control over. There's chaos in the world. We have this epidemic. There's things that we can do nothing about, but we always have the power how we respond and who we become. And that is hopeful. That is something that we can do. And that's what I want to really give you is the how-to. So if you really take some time and do the assignment, which is pick an event this week and refer to that belief and really narrow it down to the truth of the belief, not the opinion around it, not the story around it, and then come up with that belief that you might have around that, that event. And as you do that, you can do this more than once, but then stay tuned for next week and we're going to go over how to dig deeper on that belief and see the connection between that limiting belief and other events in your life. It's really powerful. Because I can't emphasize this enough, but you are the gatekeeper to your mind. The thoughts and beliefs you allow in generate the outcomes in your life. So this is where change and transformation begin. So are you with me? And if you want to learn more, reach out to me again. I have, um, you know, my Instagram is Jennifer Nielsen, or my website is www.thedigmodel.com. Because I do one-on-one sessions and I'm also doing training where I teach specialists to coach individuals through the DIG process and through all the important DIG principles that will teach you self-reliance and resilience um, so that you can live your best life. I look forward to going on this journey with you and I encourage you to take the time to get to know this process because it's changed hundreds of people's lives. It's changed my life and I want it to change yours too. So until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.